What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. I am podcasting in the warmth of my office tonight because it's just too dang cold outside to be walking around. So I guess the benefit of it for you is you're probably not going to be hearing me uh, huffing and puffing <laughs> while I'm uh, talking because I, I walk normally. But um, I uh, received an email this morning from Jeff Baker. And uh, if you don't know who he is, he's... Uh, He's the host of TTM Cast, uh, which is a podcast for the TTM Autograph Collector. Um, TTM is through the mail autographs, by the way, if, if you don't know that already. Um, I was uh, actually, and I, I didn't realize this until just now, I, di I didn't make this connection, but um, I believe I was on his show uh, earlier this year because uh, I'm, I'm actually recognizing the uh, the logo because I have a shirt in my uh my closet with uh with his logo on it so anyways uh he writes me this morning and he um let's see if i can pull up he says uh, tanner gave you a mention in my article and uh the article is called last minute mostly cheap gift ideas for sports collectors uh this is an article um from uh that was published in sports collector daily um and uh, sports collectors daily by the way guys like I love it. Um, I've uh, actually written a number of articles for them over the past few years, and uh, they're just a great resource. So check them out, uh, sportscollectorsdaily.com, uh, and uh, they have just like a, a wealth of information. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and hop on the front page here and see what they talk about. So, um, you know, there's a few articles here. So under Vintage Sports Card News, uh, there's a title an article titled pre-war cards for $10 or less. It's not as far fetched as it sounds. Um, and you know, gosh, I mean, I'm going to go and click that cause I'm actually kind of interested. Um, I love that. Um, it, yeah, it talks about like 33 Gaudis, uh, 30s Gaudi fine pens and national chickle wide pens, uh, strip cards, uh, 39 to 46 exhibits, 39 play ball. So, um, I have a, I get all warm and fuzzy inside whenever I think about like pre-war cards like this. Um, I love the 33 Gaudis and my next favorite on this uh, page would probably be the 39 play balls. I think that 1939 play ball, um, it looks very similar to, uh, to uh, 1948 Bowman. And I, I believe Bowman purchased them if I remember correctly. And that's why um, Ted Williams, I'm, one of these days I'd like to secure a 39 play ball uh, Ted Williams rookie card. Um, I, I'm not like wildly excited over the look and feel over them, but because they're just black and white. And yeah, you know, a lot of the 20s cards, I don't really have a whole lot of uh, love or excitement for just because of uh, a lot of them are just bland up, up until you get to like 1933, 34 Gaudi. Um but, you know, I mean, Ted Williams just might be our game's, you know, most pure hitter ever, you know. So, uh, and, and gosh, plus I love the the thought of, you know, how fantastic he was as, uh, hit, as a hitter for average, but also for power. And that he served in World War II and, uh, you know, in spite of losing his, like some prime years in his career, uh, to uh, to the war, like 
he still put up insane numbers. And, uh, you know, not a bulky guy. As a matter of fact, he's thin as a rail. But um, I digress. So uh, back to these cards here, though. So, so like this first article talks about, you know, pre-war cards for $10 or less. I mean, it's fun to have uh, cards like this that are um, uh, so old and so rich with history and really cheap. Now, they'll be low grades, and a lot of these guys will be no-name people or whatever, but if you research, you'll find some that are reasonably priced that actually have interesting stories behind them. Um, and uh, I, I, again, I, I hate to bring up all kinds of things like this uh, without having like a full stat list. I'm going off the top of my head for a lot of these things, but I believe there's a guy by the name of Mo Berg that was in 1933 Gaudi. As a matter of fact, let me take a look at this here. I'm going to do a search on Mo Berg. Uh, see if he had, because I think he was like actually a spy or something um, in another country. So like a World War II hero. Uh, let me see if he has, I'm going to search for Gaudi. Looks like he had a play ball, but let's see. And, and you know, clearly his, his card is going to be worth more, but uh, uh, yeah, there's like a PSA 2.5 on eBay right now for $326. Um, and, uh, but then again, you have like a poor raw one for like 120, uh, sure. You know, that's a far cry from $10. So, uh, so anyways, because his, his story is, is pretty well known at this point, but check it out by the way, if you get a chance, just, uh, Google, uh, Mo Berg. As a matter of fact, let me try to, let me, let me do a search for him real quick and, and see if I can, uh, uh, read a little bit of a snippet for you here. Okay. Gosh, there's like a plethora of information uh, out there. So I'll, I'll read a few paragraphs from his Wikipedia page uh, just to whet your appetite a little bit. Um, but it looks like, first of all, he was born in 1902. He died in 1972 at the age of 70. If I remember correctly, um, like one of the last things that he asked before he died, like on his deathbed or something, I guess, um, was uh, he asked how the Mets did that day. So he he really loved baseball, apparently. Uh, so here's the start. It says, Morris Berg uh, was an American catcher and coach in Major League Baseball who later served as a spy for the Office of Strategic Services during World War II. Although he played 15 seasons in the Major Leagues, almost entirely for four American League teams, Berg was never more than an average player. He was better known for being, quote-unquote, the brainiest guy in baseball. Casey Stengel once described Berg as, quote-unquote, the strangest man ever to play baseball. <laughs> A graduate of Princeton University and Columbia Law School, Berg spoke several languages. I think it was about 12 languages, by the way, uh, and regularly read 10 newspapers a day. His reputation was fueled by his successful appearances as a contestant on the radio quiz show Information, Please, in which he answered questions about the etymology of words and names from Greek and Latin historical events in Europe and the Far East and ongoing international conferences. As a spy working for the government of the United States, Berg traveled to Yugoslavia to gather intelligence on resistance groups which the U.S. government was considering supporting. 
He was sent on a mission to Italy where he interviewed various physicists concerning the Nazi German nuclear program. After the war, Berg was occasionally employed by the OSS's successor, the, the Central Intelligence Agency, Intelligence Agency, the CIA. By the mid-1950s, he was unemployed. During the last two decades of his life, he had no work and lived with various siblings. Um, so this is something that's like really interesting to me and probably to a lot of you all out there listening. There's a whole lot more uh, that that goes on in, this, in the story. He's He's got like several paragraphs that talk about spying for the U.S. government. So and I know I'm sorry, guys, I'm like all over the place tonight. Like I, I try to start off with talking about like, you know, last minute gift ideas for, you know, for baseball fans. <laughs> and here I am talking about like some secret spy uh, that used to play baseball. But um, uh, anyway, so let me, let me try to trace back here. Um, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of baseball players, I guess you could say that have cards in, you know, the pre-war era and, uh, you know, the thirties and, and earlier that are not really all that expensive. Uh, and, you know, just to kind of bring it full circle, uh, some of those cards might be really fun gifts for other people, whether they're just like commons or, or whatever. So like you have a, let's say if you have an athletics fan, for instance, if you could find like a cheap Philadelphia athletics, 1933 Gaudi card, I mean, what athletics fan wouldn't you know be happy with that? Uh, I think that's amazing. I mean, that'd be really cool, right? Um, and certainly a lot better than socks. I mean, you know, who's going to want socks? Truly, guys. You know, um, I would rather have a 1933 Gaudi card. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, there's so so yeah. I guess kind of going back to Sports Collectors Daily, just a little bit of a plug for them. Um, so they, they talk about vintage sports cards. They talk about modern modern sports cards. Uh, looks like they've got a 2019 Panini National Treasures football re, uh, preview. They have business news. They talk about the, the Babe Ruth bat. I think it was his 500th home run bat. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there you go. From 1929. Uh, it hit a million dollars, by the way. So they, they talk about that. Industry news. Um, you know, they have all kinds of other things that they talk about, but anyways, to, to go, um, you know, to go back to the original, uh, thing that we're talking about, um, is, uh, you know, what can we buy for friends, for friends or family members that are, that really enjoy baseball or baseball cards? Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what you, you ask Holly, I mean, she hasn't gotten me anything that has to do with baseball for years because she doesn't know uh, what to get, which is understandable. I mean, especially whenever I was a, a Kinseiko Super Collector, what the heck would you get me if I have like a specific number of cards? Like if I only care about like 40 cards in the whole world that I really want and none of them show up even for me who used to like spend 24 hours a day uh, trying to look for those cards. I mean, yeah, that's kind of like an impossible task. So I don't blame her, but I will say this, one of my most favorite things that she's ever gotten me was an autograph Canseco bat. It wasn't game used or anything like that, but I was just floored. I mean, this was like probably, oh man, I think we, we were in this house uh, even back then. So 
gosh, maybe 13 plus years ago. This is before I was a super collector. But I just, man, I just adored that bat. I loved it. As a matter of fact, I brought that bat uh, to the first time I, I met Jose as an adult at a baseball card show in a photo op. I asked him to hold that bat. So, you know, kind of has a little bit of special meaning there as well. Um, one bat I'll definitely never sell. But uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, if, if you're in a situation like my wife is every year, uh, you know, there's a couple couple ways to go about it. So, for instance, you know, you, you cruise on eBay and you can find, uh, you know, some super cheap uh, pre-war cards, you know, for sure. That's kind of fun. Um, yeah, I wouldn't worry too terribly much about uh, making sure you get the best possible deal. Uh, you know, I try to. Yeah, I kind of tend to obsess over that whenever I'm a buyer. But when it comes to gift giving, I mean, that's that's a different thing altogether, I guess. But um, you know, another thing that you can consider as well is uh, junk wax uh, era boxes. That's great. And, and this is some of these things, by the way, um, you know, Jeff talks about in his article. Uh, and, you know, feel free to take a look at it on sportscollectorsdaily.com as well. It's called Last Minute Mostly Cheap Gifts idea or cheap gift ideas for sports collectors. Um, but, uh, one of the options that he has, uh, or suggestions he has is junk wax air boxes. And guys, I got to tell you, like, I agree with this. And, uh, this year Holly told me, she's like, well, you know, if you want to get a few things, uh, because I, guys, I'm like notoriously difficult to, to shop for, <laughs> but, uh, she said, if you want to get a few things for yourself and let me know to, you want me to, wrap them we'll go ahead and do that so i ended up buying a couple boxes of 1991 donruss uh boxes series one and boxes series two and i don't know like i don't know why they're like you know real cheap boxes i think shipped i got both of them for 25 bucks total which is still probably overpaying by a few bucks or whatever but uh um you know still like it it's one of those things that I'm actually really looking forward to open those, to opening those. Like there's, you know, almost no chance of getting anything good, but like, I remember having like these, uh, uh, memories of me in the backseat of the car while we, while me and my mom and dad were going to the Christmas tree farm. And you know, I had a couple packs of 1991 Donruss and I opened them up and, and just remember like, uh, I, I, I don't know, like I could be wrong, but I think this is like probably Christmas of 1990 because I, I seem to remember, uh, some sort of feeling that like, wow, it's 1990, but I have some 1991 Donruss, uh, and you know, just remembering the big difference of the prior years, uh, dark or bright red borders and these being bright blue borders. And I mean, it's like the, the artwork on the borders, like straight out of the nineties, y'all like, you know, saved by the bell, fresh Prince of Bel Air, that kind of, uh, artwork. It looks like something like straight off of a trapper keeper or something. I mean, it's just great. Um, and you know, interestingly enough, of course, it's like one of the, like, <laughs> worst sets from the junk wax era in terms of value. There's like nothing in there. I think you actually can pull like a 91 Donner's autograph, uh, Ryan Sandberg or something from series two. 
I think that's what a sticker had that I remembered. But I mean, yeah, look, it's that's probably yeah, probably not gonna happen. Um matter of fact, come to think of it, let me see something here. I'm gonna look up is that ninety one elite? Uh yeah, okay, so so okay, I guess I got my my years mixed up. But anyway, so I guess there's there's a number of different Donner's Elite cards that you could pull. Um, they're serial numbered out of 10,000, but, you know, we got a couple things working against us here at this point. So, uh, number one, uh, because there are millions and millions of each and every single card in 91 Donner's uh, created, like those 10,000 cards are going to be like, you know, so difficult to pull. Like I think I pull. I think I busted over ten boxes of 1991 Donruss uh, Series One. You know, back in the day when I was a kid, and you know, no, every single card had a blue border. There, there were no elite cards to be to be found, and I don't think I had any friends that pulled any of those either. Uh, you know, so th so that's that's obviously a, a you know, needle in a haystack situation. It's probably similar to pulling a one of one nowadays. Uh, so I'm, you know, definitely not going to be looking to pull any one of those. But also, um, I know there was a way that people uh, found the elite cards in the cases. I've, I've heard stories of people taking metal detectors to uh, Montgomery Ward or, or, Costco or Sam's or whatever it is and it detecting the foil or something and so they were able to you know people were able to buy cases that had those in there so those were probably taken out more frequently and now there was one other guy that I remember uh, um, uh, reading about where he found a way and I, I don't recall I might have actually uh, I might have actually written about this in my book, but I just don't recall offhand. But um, I think he found a way to grab all of the packs that had a uh, an elite card in them. I just don't remember if that was applicable for 91. And I don't recall how he did it. I'd like to probably look that up later. But um, uh, anyway, so so yeah, all that say, the, the odds are incredibly stacked against you to pull an elite card out of 91 Donner. So I'm not looking to do that. I wasn't, I didn't make that purchase in hopes of, you know, finding a 91 elite card. Cause you know, let's face it, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but the nostalgia of, you know, pulling, uh, just any of the stars from 91 Donners. I mean, the, the, they just, you know, it, Whenever I see 91 Donners, I think Christmas tree farm. That's kind of how I attach memories to cards, you know, in, in my childhood. And uh, just that exciting feeling of it being new and fresh. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to having that feel again through Christmas. And, you know, gosh, plus I'm able to open up some baseball cards that Holly quote unquote got for me uh, for Christmas, which is going to be fun. Um but anyway, so for for the rest of the article, um, probably the one that's that makes uh, that's more exciting for me personally um, is item number three: books, books, and more books. And Jeff says there are a plethora of books focusing on cards and collecting 
that have been written over the past 50 years. But if your discerning, if your discerning collector is looking for exceptionally good reads, here are three fun books I have recently read that every collector should enjoy. And uh, so the first one is the Great American Baseball Card Flipping, Trading, and Bubblegum book. And that was put out in 1991, it looks like. Uh, the next one is Tufts Baseball Cards, The Complete Picture Collection. And it's from like 1951 to 1985. And so it looks like it's got every card, every Tufts Baseball Card that was created uh, in, in picture form in that book. And uh, the other one is uh, uh, kind of a uh, um, near and dear to my heart because it says the third one is Confessions of a Baseball Card Addict. <laughs> so, uh, and that was obviously put out. Oh my gosh, guys, like if this is right, it says December 18th, 2018. So is today a year anniversary of when I published the book? Let me take a look at this. I'm gonna actually look this up on Amazon. Because I, I thought it was December 28th, but let's take a look here real quick. I don't even know if it's going to say. Um, it says, huh, interesting. Okay, well, here I am uh, on, uh, you know, on the air, so to speak. Uh, and I just uh, learned that it indeed, according to this, says that it was published December 18th, 2018. Let me look at my sales records, actually. It kind of blows my mind. Uh, I never thought that this would be like the year anniversary, and I wish I would have reported or uh, tweeted something out or something. Uh, but let's see, historical. I guess it doesn't give me a breakdown for the days. Um, <laughs> okay, well, at this point, I guess that's pretty... Uh, pretty crazy, but yeah, so today is, uh, marks my first full year as, as being an author. <laughs> so, yay. Um, but, uh, anyway, he, uh, he says, uh, featuring humor, baseball cards and Jose Canseco stories, confessions of a baseball card addict is a relatively new book. That's a lot of fun for collectors. And, uh, you know, he does talk about, it says like it's available on the Amazon for twelve ninety five. It's actually, uh, it's actually thirteen ninety five right now, I think, but you get free shipping um, if you're a Prime member. So, uh, and it says it's available to ship within one to two days. So, um, you know, as a little plug here for myself, um, you know, definitely if you want to uh, get something for uh, a baseball card collector, uh, there's still time to get my book. Apparently, so. Uh, Anyways, let's see what else he says here. Another one thing that's interesting is uh, membership to online uh, through the mail collector sites. So this might be kind of a fun thing for everybody. If you're interested or if you have a, a friend or family member that's interested in autographs, uh, you might consider uh, doing something like this. So uh, you can go to sportscardforum.com and they have a database, which actually I think is free. That actually shows addresses of, um, of everybody. So, uh, you know, you can seriously like go and send out SASEs, you know, self-addressed envelopes to all kinds of people, 
um, out there. Uh, baseball car or baseball players, football, basketball, hockey, uh, MMA, celebrities, um, and you know a lot of these people will sign through the mail. Um, I think probably uh, the best one that I've seen is actually Star Tiger. It's startiger.com, and, and Jeff actually talks about this in his article also. Um, it says the one-week trial is free, one month is $5, six months is $23.95, and 12 months is $34.95. Um, so I don't remember what it was when I uh, paid, but I think I, I, I had like a uh, in, uh, uh, an annual membership for a year or two several years ago, and from what I remember, they were like the best ones. Like from what I recall, there's another one here that's mentioned in this article. It says Sports Collectors Network, so it's a SportsCollectors.net. It says that their membership basic is free and their premium is $14.99 a year. I'd actually I'll have to take a look at that myself and see what they have. Um, but a lot of these, you know, sites like like Star Tiger, for instance, what they'll have at StarTiger.com, by the way, is um, a record of uh, successes and failures, which is fantastic. So like, in other words, if you're trying to, you know, get a couple, uh, autographs of people from like the office and let's say you're looking for Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, uh, they have a, a, a podcast by the way, called office ladies, which I love it to death. I, I actually listen to that. Um, and let's say you find out that Jenna Fisher doesn't sign at all, uh, for people, but Angela Kinsey does, um, you know, you, you save yourself some time and heartache from uh, sending Jenna anything and you put your efforts into sending Angela something. So that'd be kind of cool. Uh, and that's why I did a lot more if I had Star Tiger and Star Tiger was great, guys. Like I, I got so many things. I got things from like Tony Danza, Nick Offerman, uh, Bobby Doerr, like just a lot of, a lot of great guys. So um, anyways, all right, everybody. So I guess that's, I'll go ahead and, you know, wrap it up there. Um, those are some of my favorite suggestions. I mean, you've got like a little less than a week, I guess, for Christmas. And, oh, that is blowing my mind, y'all. Like, I cannot believe that. Is it really just a, less than a week? Let me pull up my calendar here. Um, I guess so. I mean, holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A week from today. Uh, it'll be Christmas. So yeah, it just seems to always come and go so fast. Um, so yeah, enjoy this holiday season, I guess. And, uh, you know, take heart in realizing that, you know, you can get something meaningful for, uh, you know, baseball, uh, or baseball card collector, baseball fan, baseball card collector. And, uh, they're still hoping getting something in time. So uh anyways thanks for listening guys i hope you all have a great night and as always please uh like subscribe and share this podcast i would appreciate it